0: Welcome to the Brand Ballers Podcast, where it's all about learning to build a brand that people understand. All right. So in this week's episode of the Brand Ballers Podcast, we're wrapping up our series on how companies have built their brands in unexpected ways. And in this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit more about just kind of, I guess, wrapping everything up and I guess summarizing everything. So uh, so anyway, let's get to talking about the importance of doing the unexpected to build your brand.
1: Yeah, Cool. So this idea of it can bring new opportunities. So I think what you and I we were trying to explain about in our previous in the previous episodes was just sharing how we did something, let's say off the off the path, uh, and it led to something. So in my case, I ended up uh, I connected with someone on Twitter, a a teacher who allowed me to create do a presentation for kids about coding, and that led to building websites. Uh, even some video gigs with the school, and we've had a long, long-term relationship. So that was pretty cool, and it was just all doing something completely. You know, I, I would never have thought, like, okay, as sales techniques and ways of getting new clients, let me go teach kids about coding. So yeah, you know. yeah, and for me,
0: it's the same thing with like making videos and making presentations, videos online, and putting them up on YouTube or whatever. Um, if I didn't think okay that I that I should try it, I would have never had. Uh, wouldn't have had the opportunity to do this, right? So, uh, yeah, definitely just taking something that you have an interest in that maybe you find that, okay, there could be a chance I could do this. Maybe someone asks you that you hear something and taking that chance and taking that opportunity to do something, yeah, you can definitely build your brand that way too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. The Number two, you want to do it? Second thing?
0: Okay, second important part is it can help build a story that people can remember about you. So I think that for myself, um, I don't know if it's memorable. Personally, I don't think, I think it's kind of boring, but if people heard the story of, okay, what did I do to kind of get from the making the videos to you know doing stuff now that I did or the stuff that I have done story in the past, I guess it's kind of interesting for people and it's something that people can remember or tell other people about anyway. And I think that's maybe the key is that because it's also about how can we market ourselves? Maybe it's, people can tell other people that story if it's memorable for them then when they want to say for example hire a web designer or they want it, someone else is looking for a web designer they can say oh yeah hey you know i've got i know this guy named mike and you know he did this this and that and you know there's a little story that people can tell to other people
1: mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying to think about when when i first so when we first started talking so i noticed a youtube video of you and it wasn't like I mean, you were explaining some products. I think like it was a email client for for Mac or something. And um, but other people, they explain pr- products as well. But I found it like somehow the way that you were talking or or whatever it was, there was something appealing about it. Where I'm like, okay, I want to stalk you for a little bit and just see what's going what's going on. And <laughs> see if I, I can get him do a podcast. Yeah, today. yeah, right. <laughs> that was my evil plan. Um, <laughs> yeah, but somehow like. Yeah, you just did that, and uh, eventually I was—I reached out to you, and I found that yeah. And look at all the stuff that we've been able to do, and yeah, if you didn't create that YouTube video, I never would have yeah run into you somehow, and uh, and done this sort of virtual life, virtual wife, because <laughs> we talk about our issues all the time.
0: Um, <laughs> your issues. I don't have any issues. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: You're saying it as you're like blowing your nose and yeah, like, my nose <laughs> with the flu. Yeah. yeah with the so, flu. so yeah. So there's something about that. Like just because you got out there, um, yeah, I recognize you for something that was appealing to me. And then I ended up, uh, yeah, pursuing a sort of trying to get you, uh, to do stuff and, uh, and talk. So, Ooh.
0: yeah, I think that is a story as well. Right. So, it doesn't have to be necessarily, you know, exactly how you built your brand type of story, but it can be also just other conversations that people are having about you. I think that's the main thing here. It's not just so much a story of like, okay, once upon a time, whatever, this and this happen, but it's like, okay, what what conversations do people have about you and your brand that yeah. can be memorable? Yeah, Also.
1: Awesome. Okay, cool. And the third one? The third one is that people can recognize you for something and you can build upon that uh, with your current brand. So for me, uh, I was, let's say this, the school thing, I was known as, you know, I was the web guy. Uh, I became known as the hacker uh, for the school. So I was hacking their website, but I wasn't really hacking it. And But that was kind of cool. And if you can have hacker status as a web designer, you feel proud. And I don't know what it is, but eventually uh, the talk around the school was, known, hey, where, there's that hacker guy, and let's... Uh, you know, have them do this on our website and, and talk about this. So it was kind of cool. It just made a nice environment. So I would say like this ha- this kind of feeling of not just being a guy that hides in the cave uh, coding, uh, I became kind of known as a little, hey, I can talk a little bit. And, and people were willing to uh, kind of work together and yeah, open up to me. So that was pretty cool. You should, you
0: should have made like t-shirts that said that hacker guy <laughs> in like kid sizes and sold them to the school
1: <laughs> with your face on them. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> So, Oh, I didn't even share about what I ended up doing. So they, the school had a bunch of images uh, on their website. So what I did was I replaced the images of the school with a bunch of black-eyed peas uh, <laughs> photos. So I had like uh, Will M.I. I had a big picture of him as like the principal of the school. <laughs> and that was pretty cool. So, That's funny. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Um, but yeah, but that's true though. People recognize you for something that can build upon your current brand. And people... You know, for example, for myself, it was the presentations, videos, and then eventually it led into other types of videos like the ones I do for Edutage. Then, of course, the video content marketing ones and the explainer videos. So, yeah, definitely can build upon what you've done and just be adaptable just be open to changing and to you know making any adjustments necessary i think we talked about that in previous episodes in this series as well where it's important to recognize what's going on and then make an adjustment if necessary in order to kind of keep things going uh, in a in a in a positive upward direction i guess action time okay action steps all right so uh, number one, the first action step here is study what others in your industry are doing or maybe that they have been doing and see if there's something you can do that that they aren't doing that might be better uh, or that maybe they have a fear of doing. Now, here's a really good example. I've been talking to a lot of realtors here in Vancouver recently because uh, just working with them and also uh, because I you know, bought a place, whatever. But realtors, I found out, don't really want to disclose a lot of information about a property On the internet. They like I I say to them, hey, you know, how about if you talk about all the different details about this property and just tell everyone everything? And then that way, when someone like me comes shopping for a home, I don't have to guess. I can see everything already online. It's already there. You tell me everything. I'm I'm, you know, really happy to talk to you because I can trust you. But they have this fear of other realtors are gonna take that information and show it to their own clients and then not go through that listing realtor to buy the property it's this I don't know I thought that was bizarre but (laughs) I thought why would you be afraid of that that's great because you know you put that information you're the first one to do it people are gonna know they're not like someone can't just copy it and go oh
1: guess what I wrote all this stuff up or whatever
0: yeah someone's gonna find out right so you can't necessarily you're not able to hide it kind of thing so
1: Yeah. yeah did you meet anyone that is willing to take that step
0: I think one of them uh, does want to do something like that. I'm not sure how far he wants to go, but, um, but there are realtors. Uh, not One realtor that I'm working with right now is very open. He does want to teach people as much as possible about not only the buying process, but about properties in general, um, specific properties in general. So I think that there are people making that shift towards being more open and, and um, yeah, uh, transparent with, uh, with uh, the real estate business. Yeah. Cool. Second action step. You want to take it? Okay, sure. All right, so the second action step here is uh, to <laughs> to borrow from non-related industries. Now, if the industry you are in always does things in a certain way, you can disrupt that by borrowing ideas from a totally different industry. So, uh, as an example, law firms, they practice, uh, some of them, they, you know, typically law firms are very closed. They're very stuffy. They are very you walk into a law firm. It's not a fun place to go to. It's not somewhere that you think, "Oh yeah, this place is going to be inviting. It's going to be friendly. The lawyers are going to treat me like Pete, like a real person." Well, that's typically how law firms do things. Well, imagine if you then took, you know, some ideas from, say, uh, you know, hospitality or from, you know, just customer service and you know, offering that up to people and um, thinking about the customer first, and you know, uh, maybe even like thinking. Um, what what would be a good example of that? Anyway, a good example will come to my mind, but basically a lot of law firms nowadays are practicing something called new law. And so rather than doing the traditional type of law practice, they are branding themselves as approachable, as cost effective, as friendly, as looking out for their clients ahead of everything else, even ahead of their bottom line in a lot of cases. So the law firm that I worked with, they have uh, fixed fees. Where they say, okay, look, we'll quote you a fee, and then whatever that fee is, that's it. We will not go over that. So if we happen to need to do more work above and beyond what we, what we thought we'd have to do, we will not char- charge you more money. Wow. So that is the total, you know, different way that someone does something. And um, not only it's it's disruptive as well, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, like, I'm always scared to call them because they're going to charge me or I feel like, ugh.
0: You know, yeah, so that's so thing.
1: so then it's like I got to the point where uh, everything was, uh, so the service was delivered, it was good, and then there was some follow-up email. I think she was sending an invoice, and I'm afraid to respond to the the email with the invoice to say thanks for the help because I'm afraid that that's going to be an extra 15-minute charge right there. So,
0: Yeah, no, exactly, right? And, you know, like for photocopies mm-hmm. and whatever, they charge like a certain amount of money. Uh, I mean, th- these guys do charge money for photocopies as well, but they charge a lot less than other places do. Uh, in any case, yeah. So something like that where you do something, you borrow it from another industry, and you know, like in your case, um, do you have an example, you're going to talk about an example from, from sports or whatever?
1: Yeah. So the web world that I work in is very sit on your butt and be in front of a computer kind of thing. I'm trying, but I'm really big in sports. So I'm trying to think of maybe how to bring this in a little bit, like sports, but the sitting culture. So how can you, you know, people that are sitting all the time, how can you get a little bit of fitness? And so, yeah, this I start thinking about these ideas like, oh, you know, should I maybe like twerking on a chair or sort of, uh, you know, kind of doing sit-ups or something or around while doing web design? Is there some kind of mix there? So, yeah, just trying to do something random, and maybe that would be memorable. And it's actually something that's interesting in me is how can you be, how can you maintain uh, a good uh, fitness, athletic fitness while Doing a job, uh, sitting in front of the computer all day, because I like both. I like playing sports. Standing
0: desk, standing desk with the treadmill.
1: Okay, fine, <laughs> take that. So I'd say that's the that's the common way. So everyone's doing that. So you want to be fit and and play with your computer? Well, you've got to do a treadmill. So what can be that random thing? And for me, I wouldn't want a treadmill. I'd rather have like a trampoline or something. So yeah, maybe that would be my approach. Is you know jumping. Well, I don't know. I <laughs> guess think this too.
0: you to get one of those, like, what are those, like, um, those, those kind of like free falling machines, or those like skydiving machines that they have, in, like in Dubai or whatever. And you could like jump inside of it. You wear like a like a like one of those um, like jumpsuits that you, that you parachuting with or something like that. And it's like there's like this this like cushion of air that blows up from the bottom, and you like float in oh. the air, like you float in the air kind of thing. Like you're like. Like your skydiving kind of a deal?
1: Yeah. Why not? Like
0: that. And then just, you have like your laptop in front of you and like work that way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. Put that one on the back burner. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Number three.
1: All right. And number three, um, unexpected, uh, just be your weird self. I think be true to yourself, be authentic, confident about yourself, and see where it leads. And, you know, don't. Following someone else will sell you short at some point. Uh, you don't know what that is, but if, if you're just following someone else's techniques, formulas, you're always going to, you know, they're always going to be one ahead. And I think there's a lot of people, I believe this too, like you, each person has their moment in time where their stuff, their approach, it'll just be, hey, it, it wins, the market likes it. And so the idea is to just make sure that you're communicating about what you do uh, as much as you can. So that when your time comes, whenever that is, that it, people, a lot more people will hear about you and things will start rolling and the momentum and stuff will go towards you.
0: Yeah, I think that's really true. And if, if we use an example like Casey Neistat with his videos and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right, his brand, his very true, authentic, whatever. But what happens is that when people start copying his style, other people know, right? There's um, there's one other vlogger there um, called Jack's Gap. I don't know if you ever watched uh, any of their videos. But they blatantly copy his his videos. Oh. And it got to the point where Casey actually called them out on it. And then other people also were like, you're totally copying him. <laughs> right? You're totally copying him, right? And, and even he was, and even Casey himself was like quite apparently pissed off about the whole thing of, you know, them just totally copying everything that he's doing. And so, yeah. So, and then people started turning against them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they were quite popular. I don't know how popular they are now, but, Um, But people started turning against them because they weren't being just they weren't doing their own thing. They were trying to copy someone else. And and I've seen it as well. It's funny. I watched uh, another YouTube video from some guy in Germany or something like that. And he had the exact same style as Casey Neistat, too. He copied it exactly. It was really weird. It was like this bizarro world of like this German speaking like Casey Neistat guy. (laughs) It was really weird. So yeah, so definitely you want to be true to yourself, be authentic. But also I think it's important to understand that whenever you do present yourself to people and you want to build your brand, that people also, I guess in a way, they want to be somewhat entertained. They want their attention to be kept engaged. Um, So you don't want to be, I guess, too dry and dull. I mean, maybe there's a market for that as well. But I think that if you're trying to build your brand and you're trying to get people to... um, follow you, uh, do business with you, whatever, there's got to be something there that says, oh, yeah, I'm going to like this person in some way. So I think that you do still have to think about, okay, well, how do I still make that attractive to people as well? So it's not just, um, yes, be yourself, but at the same time think about, okay, what else can I, what other level can I kind of take it to to um, keep people engaged with what I'm doing? Mm. And also, how can I keep improving that as well?
1: Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I mean, there's so many articles, and I'm just thinking about things that you can read, and, you know, five ways to do this, or five tips to improve that, and after a while, they all just sound the same, so, and they're not interesting anymore, and so, the only way to, and I think most people feel like this, so, The way that you're going to capture someone's attention is by doing something that's different.
0: And that is this episode of the Brand Ballers podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get fresh new episodes each and every single week. And please let us know if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Thanks for listening to Brand Ballers. Learn to build a brand that people understand.